fucking me. What the H? <laughs> I hit record right as you did that. Mm, nice. Leave it in. All right. We are back. Roman and Rhodes seize the day. Seize the day. Back for a new set of episodes. Yeah, this time, less plague talk. We The, the world, it's, it's just continuing. We're, we're going to avoid that. We're going to talk about fun things. Even though the world is burning all around us. Yeah, it, it literally is. It's super hot. Actually, if you hear some buzzing in the background, apologies. We have a fan and an AC going, and it's like barely keeping us from melting. So if you can go through the whole thing, we appreciate it. Yeah, here in South Texas, it's... At least 100 degrees outside. Oh, it's more. It's still, they said it was going to feel like 107. Yeah. And, and I, we, we've been hitting like 104, 103 pretty regularly. Yes. We'll get like at least three or 30 days in a week doing that. That's how it feels at least. Every wait, wait, week. What was, what was that for sentence? Three and 30 days? What? Yeah. You'll get like three days of 30 days of just triple digit heat. It's ridiculous. Every week has 30 days in it now. The space-time continuum has broken down because of Literally. The, the COVID Bullshit. pandemic, and we're it's living everything. multiple lives. It feels like it, man. Yeah. Every time I like turn around, it's something new, which we are avoiding right now. Instead, um, just going to have some open topics. Uh, for instance, this weekend recently, we watched uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Bill and Ted Face the Music, the long-awaited sequel to Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted Bogus Journey. Isn't this is not still a sequel if it's the third one? It's, no. It's a sequel, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But what uh, you call it? it was Prequel? great. No, it's just the, the next one. We don't got to keep naming things. It's not that special. This is. We didn't see it in theaters. We were yeah. planning to, but it was a little bit cheaper and just more convenient to do it video on demand. And I was kind of wondering, I, I'm wondering how viable that's going to be the video on demand for new releases coming up uh it seems to found a bit of a niche right now well so far the big movies that have done that are the trolls movie which i think did really well yeah um scoob which i I think was a moderate success the new scooby-doo yeah uh I didn't rent either of those, even though I have a child who wanted to watch those. Yeah, it's like, man, eh, I did myself do that. I didn't. I didn't pay the premium price, but I waited till it was available on Redbox, and we did yeah, that. That's cool. Um, I think this is. Wait, wasn't there another movie that? No, did man, this? there was, but I'm. I'm not gonna lie and say I remembered what it was. Because I think none of the other ones have have been been big successes. I want to see. I'm pretty sure, but we're recording this on Sunday. By Monday, we'll kind of know a good idea of like how it did over the weekend. Oh, okay. I, I have a feeling Bill and Ted is going to be big box office, big money maker with this VOD. Nostalgia. Uh, and unfortunately they were really capitalizing on that a lot. I yeah. mean, I really feel like they kind of made the movie cause obviously they, you know, thought it'd be fun, but also people have just been annoyingly begging for this and it, they kind of gave it to them. And I was surprised it, it was a lot more low budget than I thought, which I kind of got to give them credit for because for the budget, it, it's a uh, wall to success mm-hmm. is a lot shorter. They can yeah. reach a few million and, you know, probably make more than their money back, which is a good idea. You pointed out something kind of awesome <laughs> or funny, at least is in the first, at least the first movie, um, the future, they used like practical sets. And it was very minimalist. It, yeah. Minimalist, but yeah. it looked cool, it did. but it was because it was low budget. And then you said, now they use CGI because it's <laughs> low budget. It was like, how, Times change things. Mm-hmm. 
But I, I mean, every it's getting rave reviews everywhere, or at least strong positive bad. reviews. It definitely had good vibes throughout. Yeah. I liked the ending. I appreciated the story point they made for it, like the way they sort of brought everything together. And you, Roman, were t- telling me about that. Even though like the end, you weren't super happy with, but you said each of the movies they've had trouble doing the ends. But you you told me the first. Uh, you said yeah. basically the first movie, the ending of uh, Bill and Ted: uh, Excellent Adventure, was that. They were just going to do a report on all the historical figures they visited. And, spoiler alert, what they actually ended it with is they had all the historical figures with them in an auditorium. And they did a little performance skit that, that was related to it much yeah. yeah, it was much cooler, funnier, and like just weird. The second one, they sort of went the opposite direction. They were supposed to face all the fears that they met in hell in real life. They didn't do that. They just ended it with the band playing they, music. Yeah, they said not. actually in the middle of filming, they started filming all the sequences yeah. and realized that they were, it just wasn't working. So they like just cut a bunch of stuff and just didn't film yeah. a lot of it. So like in mid-production. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you told me, you covered those two, but you didn't tell me what was the problem they had with the filming of the end of this one, Bill and Ted Face the Music. It, no, I didn't hear anything, but it seems like from watching it and knowing, you know, post-production process it seemed like there was stuff cut out mm. it, to me it seemed like Who there did? was it, it it ended too abruptly yeah i could see them definitely leaning on a bit of some ex- you know what with all the the covid cutting off theater stuff i could see a big return of the special features on blu-rays and stuff coming back to boost those sales because for a while whenever before the transition from dvds to blu-rays really got off they were really jam-packing almost ridiculously extra stuff in dvds mm-hmm. some dvds had like uh playable uh, demo games on them oh, Van yeah. helsing had a demo I remember that, you that put one. on the xbox and you could play that um so they had like uh they could turn them into cds where you put it in a uh, cd player and like it had the whole album you could on read there. the script yeah the some, screenplay this one had computer. playable games like little mini remote games and tons of little actual easter eggs where you had to go to a menu back three times and like Lord of the Rings was the best. I about did that. that. I remember I was so geeking out yeah. when I had Lord of the Rings and the Star Wars prequel. Yeah. Uh, DVDs. They had a bunch of Easter eggs. It was neat. I remember even like the original X Men. Or yes, they I remember had a that thing one. where you could choose the mutants or the uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants or just the Brotherhood yeah. they called it. And all it changed was the layout of the menu. If you chose the X Men, you got the regular X Men themed uh, play menu. But if you picked the Brotherhood. It had like the symbol that a lot of the evil mutants, quote unquote, had tattooed on them, and like the themes were a bit different. Yeah, Star Wars is like cool. that. Yeah. And then they just sort of stopped doing that. But I'm hoping that with uh, them needing to lean on DVD sales a bit more, and even like uh, streaming and video on demand, that they might start doing that a little bit more again. Well, Disney Plus has special features on their movies. I haven't seen any other streaming service do the same, but Disney Plus. It seems mostly for the newer releases. Mm. Um, stuff a, that already had special features that would have been on a Blu-ray. See, that's a little weird because it's on there. everything that they made had tons of special features yeah. and documentaries on Oh, I'm wondering, do they, are they going to have like the documentaries on like all their Disney movies, like the animated stuff? Because I know each of those, like Cinderella and mm. uh, Ariel, like the original actual hand-drawn Disney cartoons, had a ton of history behind them, and I've seen and heard of documentaries because they kept they're real good about keeping old footage. Why would they not like you know want to beef up their sales that way? Well, for, when I see on Disney Plus, I haven't seen them, but 
it looks like there are available like special made documentaries mm-hmm. for Disney Plus. That's kind of like a look behind the scenes of oh, in you. general like certain years you of know, the, the Disney production, you know. Something I'd be interested in seeing is um I don't know if uh, people are aware but a lot of the original Disney cartoons were made with something called rotoscoping, I believe it's called, where basically they would yeah. film the actual scene with actors and instead of CGIing the stuff in, they would hand draw over them. That's why some of the movements of it are like ridiculously smooth and sometimes yeah. things look kind of weird if you think about it, but kind of in a cool way. It's because they're they were actually filming. And I would I don't know, I'd really like to see some of the uh, animated cartoons, but live action. And it's just because they filmed it that, that way. That process is like as old as animation. Yeah, I remember back in the um I think 20s. Uh, a lot of the, uh, huh? How old are you? <laughs> well, I've seen yeah. in other oh, things that back in the twenties, uh, um, we're going to have a Highlander moment here. I was about to pull out my Claymore. It's cause I have my own, uh, I have my own phone booth and I went back to the twenties, but they have, uh, you know, Cab Calloway, uh, from, uh, the blues brothers, the, uh, the guy who, who was, uh, who like raised them in the orphanage. And he sang and he sings Benny the Moocher. No, I don't remember that. You remember that? that? No. So he's a famous like jazz singer. Okay. And back in the, I think maybe 20s, early 30s, they took a lot of his uh, movements and stuff for characters in Betty Boop movies and the rotoscoping. Whoa. And you can see, there's, you can, I think you can find it on YouTube Whoa. where they show his him dancing okay. and then they show the I animation. Remember, I didn't remember the guy clearly and I don't think I've seen that, but remembering some of the jazz footage that I've seen, I could see how... You know, they have that continuous motion yeah. of, like, the knees and shoulders. And, yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. It's freaking awesome. Have you seen the uh, animated Lord of the Rings movie? Yes. It has yes, a I ton did. of rotoscoping, and it's trippy. Man, yeah, I remember, like, the, what is it? How did they do rotoscoping there? Because, like, the hobbits look like, even had, like little horses round and stuff, things. Yeah. The horses, okay, see, I remember that, like, looking the that the what is it, the ring wraiths the ring were riding race. in. And it just looked ridiculously good and super scary. But I remember the well. Technically, they were orcs, but I guess they were more like go- oh, they were goblins at They're the time. Goblins. So they were still goblins whenever they were, um, and they like were blue skinned and like very skinny, not much bigger than the hobbits themselves, and they looked like real scary because they had like big yellow eyes with like slits in them, like yeah. snake eyes, and that's the one where they had to escape the you know in the the casks. Mm-hmm. And the dragon though, oh, I love that. It was beautiful, terrifying. It was genuinely scary looking. Well, like. The dragons they would animate, I guess, using rotoscope style or mixed with everything else, made it seem so much more intense because the horse's motion looked real, so you got a strong sense of perspective. Mm-hmm. And then they would draw, like, these dragons, like, in Sleeping Beauty and in the Lord of the Rings. Well, the Hobbit, it, they looked intense, man. That's what gave me, like, the, damn, dragons are awesome. So they made them look so cool. If I grew up today, I'm not sure if I would think dragons are as awesome as <laughs> they are. And they are awesome. I would probably not even care that they were possibly real. We need a good dragon movie, new dragon movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm I didn't props I, to Rain of Fire. How I didn't worst. watch all of Game of Thrones. Yeah, but I know the dragons were a big part in the later seasons. They were supposed to be, but there was definitely a few scenes where, like, they were the main element. Yeah, they were a key tactical thing, but um, they didn't put them in the story as much as they could have because they were could have used them a lot more for analogies for things that were going on like um 
the biggest, the main one, uh, the main, there's three dragons and mm. the older one, um, he was allowed to roam free and he grew bigger. The ones who were chained up, um, they were smaller because they were chained up because basically dragons are like goldfish or whatever. They, they can grow to fill their living space, right? Okay. So okay. the smaller their enclosure, it, it'll stunt their growth. Mm-hmm. And there, there could be a whole thing as an analogy for what happened with, uh, you know, their queen, Daener- uh, Danny, or I'm already forgetting the Daenerys one Targaryen. Year, one year, and already it's like wiped <laughs> out. What they say, Lord of the Rings finished ten years ago, still has millions of people rewatching it. Uh, Harry Potter uh, eight years ago, yeah, they still have uh, tons of fans and people still rewatching it. Game of Thrones and one year ago, almost nobody talks about it. It's funny on the HBO Max. Real quick though, the analogy being that as she surrounded herself with more like wealth and power, it acted as a bit of an enclosure. And a limiting of her, and that's what, you know, might have drove her kind of insane. She didn't have true freedom anymore mm-hmm. once she was bound to the restraints of, you know, her royalty or whatever. That's uh, proper uh, symbology right there. Symbolism. Symbolism. <laughs> I know that because I'm an expert in nameology. Oh, you're saying... Uh, oh, no, it's funny about... Um, I have HBO Max and... Um, yeah, on HBO Max... Uh, there, when you open up the front page, I always see they're promoting that they have all the Harry Potter movies. They promote that they have all the Lord of the Rings movies. Nice. I haven't seen any promotion for Game of Thrones on there. Maybe like, they don't have them. Maybe they. It's on like, there. Nah. I know it's on there. They're just not gonna like shove it down your throat. Maybe. You know what? They needed some. They, the the times have been weird, and people have been doing it a lot more. You know, reboots, re-edits, and stuff. Let's not be afraid to go in there and fix some shit. You know. Yeah. We edit, use old footage because there's this thing. Um, it's been around for a while, but I've only like just semi recently over the last 20 years become uh, aware of it. You know, so a third of my life uh, <laughs> <laughs> that fans would get old footage that was in the special features and they'll re-edit them into the movie. That's a they'll big thing. Yeah, finish CGI and sometimes it looks fucking amazing. And the first time I really caught on to thinking that this was something they should do, or that I had wanted it even thought of doing was i was watching one of the x-men movies i think it was the third the of the original trilogy of x-men it was the uh, last stand the last stand yeah the one with juggernaut and beast and it looked freaking great but i was watching special features and it's like this there's some awesome stuff in there then i listened to special features with commentary on and it was the uh the director and stuff talking about like oh yeah, the cg went into this and all the time to shooting yeah and we decided it was too much so we cut it out and there were one of the guys says, man, this stuff looks really cool. I was like, maybe we should have left it in. Ha 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 ha. And I was watching it with our friend, <laughs> friend of the show. Yeah. Um, hold on. I'll, I'll go by his, his, what was his code name? Uh, fog. Yeah. We call him fog. Is it F O G? Right. Fear of, I forgot how I abbreviated his name. Friend of the show was watching it with me and he was like disgusted, genuinely disgusted that they were laughing about like fucking up. We you know we were younger at the time. It screwed up. One of the what we thought was going to be the last of X-Men our childhood was dreams. Big, I remember that. Well, I mean, it's what started off. It's what really flamed up the whole superhero genre, the modern cinematic thing, movies. which is like the movie things to be making now. And there were uh, superhero movies beforehand, but they never had this kind of run. You know, I mean, well, comic book movies. So there was like Tank Girl. There was Ghost World was a comic book movie. One of my top 
semi top ten favorite movies of all time, yeah. Ghost World. Yeah, but it didn't set off like a spin of people. Buying but it's superheroes. Out of comics. It was not superheroes. What kind of book? But then they had Blade out, which it started. It's people love the Blade movies, but it didn't like make people want to watch other comic book movies or even any other. Va- it was more writing the vampires because it was really Superman back in the seventies. Oh yeah, that was Superman. big. And Batman, Batman in the 90s, but those were like, everybody knows Super, Superman and Batman. Not a lot of people knew Blade. I didn't know Blade was a comic book character when yeah. that came out, but it was like, that was more niche for the comic book fans. But it translated very well into a movie. Somehow X-Men sim- just like broke all the barriers and everybody yeah. and you everybody re- was talking about that. Yeah. I mean, you could re- all right, you know what I'm going to say? You can rewatch it and say it's not that great of a movie, but here's something I think a lot of people forget. The prom- uh Campaigns for it were amazing. They released political ads for characters in the the movie. The I forgot the guy's name, but he was basically running to become a president. The senator, senator. senator yes. um, damn, what was and his name? He, he would have a whole commercial talking about like family values and all this other stuff. And then they would. Um, I was like, that name sounds familiar. And then they would just barely end it off with like, you know, mutant registration will be like a major thing of our platform. I was like, what? And it didn't even say it was connected to the movie. And they were doing other ads like that. You know, just really, I guess, sort of like, uh, what is it, altered reality advertising? Yeah. Or, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that, making it seem like it was in this world. And it was fucking awesome. They did a ton of that, I remember. I remember for Resident Evil, they did one where it was like a fake uh, makeup commercial. Yeah, it starts off like a regular makeup commercial or like a lotion, you know, and it's talking about the Umbrella Corporation. There's all these other things. To rejuvenate the skin and bring back to life dead cells and yeah but they yeah. very quickly ended it with like the eye that they showed was like got like all rotten if they just left it as like a lotion commercial that would have definitely i think you know brought it a little extra still cool though because it caught your attention do you remember for eternal sunshine of the spotless mind they did a like a commercial for not. that company in the movie that erases your memories oh no i did yeah and that was kind of i don't think that showed a lot like on tv but they did that and like but it, that was that one was was more like they didn't tell you it was for a movie. Yeah. It was oh, like a straight-up cool. parody commercial. Yeah. See, I like that. I like whenever it, it brought you into the world of the movie and made you want to check it out more. And, well, now I think the movies can stand pretty much on their own, but still, it was really cool. And I wish New Mutants had done a little bit of something like that. I feel like the company behind it, uh, the studio, just, like, lost the gas at some point. They're like, this isn't going to go to theaters because of COVID. They weren't apparently happy with it because they thought it was too dark. So they, like, pulled the reins back on it. and then So Fox was making that movie before they were bought out by Disney. Ooh. It was filmed back in 2017. Ah, that's why, like, they do. I remember there was an issue. They were talking about they had to stop filming, but some of the actors were already noticeably older because well, they were kids I at think the beginning. Most of the problems in the post-production was on Fox's hands before they got bought by Disney. Once Disney bought Fox, I think they were intent on releasing it. It just, the COVID stuff happened, and that's what tripped up oh, the okay. release. So I would put more blame I was just going off an article Fox. that I read yeah. that somebody was saying that the, what had happened, well, it didn't even bring out the buyout. It said one of the things that they, they basically gave the director free reign, and the thing he came up with was too dark, and it wouldn't fit in the cinematic universe. So they were trying to, they wanted to do a bunch of reshoots, but the actors, because they were done with most of the shooting, yeah. ha- were already noticeably older, you know? So that And then he w- there was, was even news that, there was even news going around that they had done reshoots, and then I'm that, sure and then that it didn't, 
work still that they were going to do more reshoots. The director said there was never any like extra reshoots. They had like scheduled reshoots. Like all movies have reshoots to pick up stuff or you know yeah. redo stuff. He so, said so. He's he, the director himself said like there was no other like really tinkering. Like the movie the movie that's coming out is his original kind good. of version, which is good. Say that. <laughs> oh, I wish you had seen that. What would you call that? Semi shrug, nod, dismissal of my point of view. That was a that was a head turn and an eye roll at once. The oh my god, the dismissal was so intense that I think the house might have turned around a little bit. That, that was pretty good. That was impressive. That was impressive. Uh, that's what I do just to keep uh, the conversation I, I going. It, though. Don't have the words to. I appreciate the animation. <laughs> you know what? Because before, and I, I know I'm genuinely appreciative. Because before, whenever you disagreed with me, you'd kind of just sort of like, oh, look to the side. But now you verbal cue it of like, you motherfucker. It was, a, it was like this guy. It's a, it, there was so much communication in that look that if I had no knowledge of this culture, no understanding of this language, and I saw Gilbert respond to me that way, you I would understand. assume that I had just said some bullshit, <laughs> even though I didn't. But it's like you certainly projected it. Okay, so well, that's good to know that he's happy with you know what came out, and I'm eager to see it. I did hear there were yeah. script changes like originally the main doctress or the the lady in charge of the institute that they were spoiler alert spoiler alert is actually xavier's institute was supposed to be storm but she was still supposed to be semi-sadistic and stuff and like missing with them That's oh, i didn't hear that really in the script i i know that there was a different actress who had originally been hired uh and then she i think she might have even started filming but then she quit for some reason and they brought in Alice, uh, Alice Braga. Yeah, and wasn't she? She was in an X Men movie too, wasn't she? No. Wake. No. Sure? Yeah, it's a completely different actress. She was as I far as like I know. If nothing else, I know wasn't she one of the actors in Heroes? She was no. a chick who could like black people. You're up? talking about uh, Dania Ramirez, I think is her name. She was in Heroes, and she I, was in an X Men movie. I will say, I hadn't actually seen who the actress was until like last night she's the one from uh, i saw like her face she's uh she was in city of god uh yeah now it's a different actress well i mean yeah (laughs) anyway well she was the one she was in um what is not world war z that other i am legend yes okay okay. yes she's good in that too she's a great actress she's good at acting but one thing i'd like to touch on is it feels like this the new mutants isn't necessarily in the cinematic universe of the rest of the X-Men movies, which is fine on one hand because then they sort of close off the last chapter with the Phoenix, and you think it's a bit of a soft reboot, maybe testing out a few independent films the way Joker worked? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I haven't heard if there's any like distinct, concrete uh, connections to the other That's X-Men. That's fine by me, man. And I'm, I'm not expecting it to be... Like this continuity to carry on into Disney's X Men, whatever the they do. Batman movies did that, and everybody loved every one of the original Batman movies. It's funny because the Batman movies are in the same universe, but like they just but didn't the, care to like exactly. Sometimes stay. you gotta not give a shit. Well, that's how the X Men series was. Yeah, it's supposed to be all in the same universe. It's gobbledygook. It's everything's gobbledygook. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be fair too, and I'm gonna bring in fun fact that I relearned last night. I'm sure I'd heard it before. From the same source, my man Roman. Uh-huh. Uh, the movie Clo- Clueless is based on 
the book written by Jane Austen called Emma. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd also found out, oh, I knew, there's another movie that was made like uh, same time, 10 Things I Hate About You. Based Taming on of the Shrew. Taming of, exactly. And a lot of Shakespeare's works are technically in the same universe. A lot of Jane Austen's works are use the same characters. Yeah. But the world doesn't isn't like glued to it has to follow this line. Like sometimes you can be too rigid. It's a good thing to have guidelines. It's another thing to like just be this is the only way it can work. It's like uh having obviously all the alien movies and all the predator movies are technically in the same universe. I mean well they're sequels, right? Yeah. But they did a lot of things different and they also did a lot of things the same. So they still fill the same universe, but you still gotta see new things, you know? That's what made movies interesting, progression. One of the uh, connections of movies that are in the same universe uh, that I find hilarious is you, you remember the movie Jackie Brown, Tarantino's third film? I do. I love that movie. I think that's my favorite Tarantino movie. But it's based on a book um, by um, what's um, Elmore Leonard. Elmer Leonard also wrote the books uh, Get Shorty, uh, Cool, was it Be Cool, uh, a whole bunch of books that, like crime books that were, that. yeah, that were made into movies. Get what Smoochie a, too, right? No, not Get Smoochie. Are you sure? Yeah. You did not write that? He did not write that. It's not, I don't okay. think it's based on Anyway. Well, I have to real quickly admit, yeah. I swear I was assured that Get Smoochie was in the same cinematic universe as Be Cool and Get Shorty. <laughs> that would be kind of cool, actually. Is, if it it a bit of a, is that an original script then? Do you I know? think so, yeah. I love that movie, man. I, it's been so long since I watched that. But, so, um, he also wrote, uh, what's the name of the movie with George Clooney, uh, J-Lo. Uh, the cops or robbers? Where they're like robbers. She's like a... Uh, FBI agent or something. Oh, yeah. Damn, I, I, I can't what think about, of it. But I don't know either. Anyway, so that movie has a character that's also in the book uh, that Jackie Brown's based on. So they made Jackie Brown first. They got Michael Keaton to play the ATM ATF agent. Alcohol, tobacco, firearms. Yes, and when they went, Steven Soderbergh and a whole different company made the other movie. Uh, Oh God! Whatever, what, whatever the name was, and uh, they brought back Michael Keaton in a cameo role. He's only in one scene to play the same guy. So it's like, it's it's. I find it hilarious awesome. that they brought him back just to play that character for one scene, and uh, it connects the movies and it makes like this universe out of them. That oh. I mean, okay. that that that's in the books. Like it's concrete. In the books are connected, but yeah. the movies are in like it's a tangentially get yeah, connection. Yeah, tangent though, but it's in a cool way. Another fun semi fun fact: I know uh, Jackie Brown was one of the first scripts I think that he wrote that he was based on something other than his original script. If I'm not correct, uh, uh, from Dust Till Dawn was the story was from another guy. Oh, okay. well, yeah, was uh, his he, friend. Though. Some people say that he yeah. ripped off Reservoir Dogs. I could see that. Oh yeah, from that uh, Japanese movie or Chinese movie. Hong Kong, uh, movie. Hong Kong movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so I know that was one of his. Well, that's one of the ones that he claims is his first based off of something movie. That's yes. also one of the first soundtracks he used in a movie that wasn't an original score that he got from somewhere else to fit in. I heard it was like because of a time constraint or something, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of neat. But here's the thing: people 
are kind of already used to mix mashing universes. If you watch TV at all from like the, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say 60s all into like the early to the late 90s. There was tons of times where characters were crossing over. I'll even say, I can't remember where he started at. It might have been on NYPD Blue, but um, one of the oh, actors yeah. in uh, Law & Order Special Victims Unit, um, one of the older guys, he's a conspiracy theorist, and he's been in shows, since, and he's the same guy. He's it's in like six same, different shows. No more. Has it's it been in more? The teens. Yeah. Really? And that was the whole thing that people were saying, like, that means all these worlds are connected. As the same character. As the same character. He was in, like, The Lone Gunman. He was in The X-Files He as his character. He was, like, in uh, General Hospital. and uh, That is cool. Yeah, like, a ton, a ton of stuff. And a few other uh, characters that have been played by the same actor have been uh, jumped over into other shows. And sometimes it's because, like, it's kind of an iconic character that they made. And it's just mm-hmm. a fun little thing where they won't say the guy's name, but it's clearly the same character because it's the same actor. And so people were cool with it. The people love that stuff. It's not everybody is well now. People like to say, "Well, that means all the universes are connected." And how is this possible? And it's like it's not. It's fucking fun. Shut <laughs> up. It's like people who question dipping your fries in ice cream. It's like, well, it's hot and cold. Isn't gonna cancel out. It's like it's good. I'm gonna eat it right away. Well, who Fuck would you. who would question that, man? I have to say, you know who? who? I don't remember if you did it, but I'm pretty sure our friend, who shall remain unnamed, said I had said I wish they could do a um. Uh, like a hot dog, not a hot dog, uh, a donut stuffed with ice cream. Someone said, it's like a cream puff. And I said, no, I want a hot donut stuffed with cold ice cream. Like it melt. There's no possible way. You might have jumped in on it. But then they did it. They have made yeah. a hot uh, donut stuffed with ice cream. And the technique for doing stuff like that is literally just you freeze it colder than it. You make it ice cream. You make it colder. You put the put it inside the, the semi-made donut. And then you deep fry it real quick. Boom. Serve it fast. That's all it is. It's fucking genius. It is genius. But anyway, my point being is sometimes things don't need to make sense to be real. Unicorns, bro. (laughs) I'm just saying. We live in a world where we are just totally comfortable accepting a horse with like a 12 foot long neck and an antenna. Funny little alien antenna. They're antenna. Like they... (laughs) They're little bone spurts, and then they have like a little bulb at the end, and they look like the typical alien antennas, like they yeah. see in like the old cartoons. That's a giraffe. But you're telling me that a horse with a horn can't exist? Nor- hasn't existed? Narwhals. That's narwhals. a tooth, right? Technically, the, it's the a tooth. horn is a tooth. They say it's a tooth, but it's coming out of like the front of its face. So like, wouldn't, not near its mouth. Wouldn't like a unicorn? Could could that be like just an extended tooth? I really think I could see it just being straight up a horn that there was some species of, I mean, the same way that there was woolly elephants, you know, the mammoths, there's a whole species of them, woolly rhinos. Woolly rhinos. I just found out about those. The, yeah. And that even, uh, yeah, I found those are pretty neat because they found mm-hmm. like, uh, what was it? There was a pup. It was one of the early crosses, like from a wolf going into a dog species. They found a pup, uh, his body in the Siberia or something. Mm-hmm. They looked inside its stomach and it had fresh, uh, rhino fur in it like meat Woolly flesh wino, rhino, rhino. Yeah, had it for lunch yeah, and then lunch, died died very quickly they said now here's an interesting thing just a real quick sort of add this in they had also found um i don't know if we should call like a baby woolly mammoth mm-hmm. like, it's not a pup or a calf i guess calf would be closest and a few other elephants uh, not elephant well, woolly animals and other animals from that time period that seem to have died with food in their mouth 
And what? Yeah. Like undigested or half digested. So they were they were in the middle of their dinner and, dinner and they something died. happens suddenly. So it's like that's another case with this. It, the the pup was discovered a few months ago. That was recent. Rhino. Yeah. yeah, and they said the time that this animal died is about whenever these animals went extinct. And the same thing for the woolly rhino. Said it probably it might have eaten one of the last, not the last, but like it was the last one of the few. That was the generation where they disappeared and all died. So something happened. Have you seen the day after tomorrow? Insta freeze. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I could go. I, I saw half of that movie. I did, it wasn't. I like that. It. That was during my my pretentious. I can only watch avant garde film films, and I saw half of it. And I was like, this is. I was being a snob and like. This isn't high art. This is not what cinema was created for, and I didn't finish watching it. I loved the commentary stuff on it. Well, like that they had a, a rush of all the Americans going down to Mexico, so the Mexicans locked them up. that, yeah. Great. There's um, there's a whole part where they're talking about burning books to stay warm, and they're arguing about um, um, I want to say it might have been uh, Kant, the philosopher or something, mm-hmm. was uh, and um. They're talking, we need to preserve this guy. He's great. And somebody else is like, oh, yeah, you know, he was a womanizer, sexist. And he's like, he's from a different era. And then, like, they're getting kind of intense about it. And then some guy on a lower level says, guys, there's a whole section on tax code here we could fry. And it's just, like, it was funny. You know? That's like, pretty funny. Like, that is pretty funny. comedy in there and great actors. I have to say, um, what's the director's name? I'm a big fan in general of, I guess you would call it, with disaster movies. Yeah. Stuff happening. Roland Emmerich. He... he even though his last few movies weren't great, they weren't even good, he kind of mastered the whole uh, disaster movie yeah. of the uh, late just, 90s and early 2000s. Just to clarify, because I know who you're talking about. Roland Emmerich? Yeah. Our, you know, our listeners might not know who this person is that <laughs> I know. He directed Independence Day. Fantastic. Day After Bro- Tomorrow. Amazing. Um, of course, naturally. I remember that. And who else could Stargate. Figured? You and did Stargate. Awesome. The movie Stargate, right? Yeah, the movie. Great. Um, 20, no, was it? 2012? Oh, okay, the, yeah. Uh, so he really stuck with the whole everything's exploding type thing. His early movies, oh, Godzilla, the great Godzilla movie of the 1999, what was it? I dug 1998. it, <laughs> I, I get people's problems with it, and I'm a Godzilla fan, but I really dug it. I guess it hit me at the right time and the right era. You know, it just had that cool vibe. I like cool. that everything yeah. was wet, uh, you know, because like it was already, like droughts are bad and I, I yeah. miss rain. <laughs> but it also reminds me of the animated show that they was inspired the by that. The animated was show was awesome. I remember watching Amazing. that. Um, Amazing Raisins. But yeah, Roland Emmerich, he did his early movies with the producer and co-writer Dean Devlin. I think Familiar, so. after, I think maybe like The Day After Tomorrow was the first movie he did with they didn't do together. Yeah. I, I think he really needed that, like, other half. I think that's what made his movies just more yeah. ridiculous. You know what's double funny is as ridiculous as those that movie was, like, oh, yeah, this stupid stuff doesn't happen. Just recently we had, like, a hurricane that split, and they're like, I remember watching the forecast. They're like, now this might happen, but it's like a 0.15 chance that it'll split into twins, and then like then it, then it's even a smaller chance that they could come into land. We're just letting you know, but it's not going to happen. And it's like two days later, we got twins, <laughs> and it's like it's a full-on hurricane over land. And then right after that, there's another. 
I, I haven't kept up to date, but yesterday there was two more coming in the same way. Really? Two oh. twinses. There was fours and three. Oh God! Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, day after tomorrow. It's today. Today. <laughs> Every day today is the day after tomorrow. What was it? Uh, in the movie Sideways, another top ten movie for me, which probably nobody else has watched. Where he jokes, where the, where the guy, yeah, because I showed you, uh, where he writes a big novel and then the girl that he likes, um, he offers her to he offers her a copy so she can read it. She goes, "What's the title?" So the the day before yesterday, she says, "You mean today?" So yeah, <laughs> or the day, yeah, he says like the other day, the day after yesterday. I love. You mean today? Well, yeah. <laughs> I love that that was one of your favorite movies for a good while and. Part that was number one on the list for the longest time. Part of that whole thing is how that guy's too pretentious. And I'll be honest, yes. I didn't really see it at first. But then you realize that's his whole thing. That's his whole issue with everything is he's so freaking pretentious. There's a part where he steals money from his mother yeah. to go on a trip. Yeah. And then later he's having dinner with her. And she says she asks him, Let, do you have enough money? Can I give you some money to go? Do you he's need like, some no, more money? Why do you need? And he's like, you know, offended that she asks. But it's like it's part of him being pretentious. And then there's a whole thing that you said was in the book where he's commenting on something that he's tasting that, you know, the way you would comment on wine. And it's like a sexual misadventure. that Yeah. He has. And basically, it's like you're just a pretentious dick. And I love the ending. I'm going to spoiler alert everybody for it. It's the whole thing is about wine. Yeah. And the fancy wines. And he has a prize wine bottle that uh, everybody says is like, oh, it's about to peak. You know, now's the best time to have it. And he's like, yeah, but I never have an occasion for it. Somebody it was says, supposed to be for his wedding anniversary, oh, yeah. but then he's he got divorced. So, like, he doesn't have anything special special to and celebrate. the woman he's seeing tells him, well, the occasion is opening the bottle whenever it's mm-hmm. good, just to enjoy it. And then finally he, like, takes – because he'd commented about taking it to, like, his favorite – I think his friend had said something about eating at a restaurant and just bringing it there or something. And he ends up going to, yeah. like, a deli or someplace – the middle a burger of the place. Burger place. Yeah. And he like has a bottle hidden, and then he just like pulls it out, fills his paper cup up with it, and starts you know just drinking it there. And it's like you know what? I bet you that was freaking delicious. That scene, man. Like now as I gotten older, I relate with that scene so much. Where it's just like you just want to eat something that's you like, like you like, you but like. then just to have that like bottle of wine or that that special extra something just to make it. Just a moment, you know? Yeah, sometimes you got to make love your that. moments. You can't wait for them to happen. Exactly. That's what I take away from that movie. Yeah. We're taking a break now, taking a break. Getting some water, maybe some booze. Well, I guess that's, that's it for this episode. Meh, meh, meh. We'll cut it there. Meh, meh, meh. Meh, meh, meh. What are you doing? It was from uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's funny. Like, yeah. Movie talk, man. I missed doing it with you. I know, man. I mean, this hasn't been new movies anyway, so I guess we're going to plan to see Tenant this week. That is the plans, right? That is. What in theaters. Definitely. IMAX? Is IMAX, it, of course. It's shot, it shot in shot IMAX. IMAX. Okay, cool. We got not, the ma- not the whole movie, but. Enough of it enough that it justifies IMAX in it. Yeah. Relaxing it out cool well, and we, what? Relaxing on cool and Chilling. shooting some b ball up outside of out the of hood. school. Outside of my school? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool. When a couple of guys that was up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got one little fight and my mom got scared. Said you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Yeah, there's more to you, it, but there's a there's a reboot of that coming up. Maybe should we talk about what? that? I didn't know about it yet. I guess I'd need to. Okay, so did you ever see the? I'll show it to you if you haven't. But some guy did a parody reboot trailer for Fresh Prince, where basically it was now like a um, like a serious drama. So where it's the exact same situation, a character named Will gets in trouble, moves in with his aunt and uncle, rich aunt and uncle in Bel Air, uh, and they have all the characters similar, but it's just. In a more dramatic... Well, wasn't it more... actually inspired by, like, a guy's true life story? Yes, one Somebody. of the producers, yeah. Yeah, he'd, like... He was a... What was he? He was from the hood somewhere. And he had, a, like, a white friend whose family, like, invited him to yeah. live with him and Bel Air. Mm-hmm. And it, like, worked out for him. Our yachts. So it was based know, on his, yeah. Basically, yeah, that's Tenet we're going to watch. Um, we have been watching a little bit more stuff on streaming. Yes. And I'm planning to watch more. I do hope to see... Uh, Shutter, I think original Shed. I kind of want to see the new mutants. So I wouldn't mind seeing it in theaters, but I'm not gonna force y'all guys to go there. So if you just want to catch it, you know, and stream I, whatevs. Honestly, right now, Tenants the only movie I would see in theaters. There's a lot of, or I want to see in theaters. I know our local theater was showing a lot of old movies like Pulp Fiction, Dark Knight. We went to see Inception for the 10th anniversary. Loved it. It was great, but... The practical effects do hold up. That guy was right. CGI, it does fall apart, but practical, you just can't beat. I mean, I don't know if there's just any new movies that I'm really interested in going to see. I mean, other than Tenant, uh, the new James Bond movie, I don't know if that's coming out. It's slated for November. That is, not to get back into the COVID stuff, a lot of stuff is still uncertain. Yeah. But I guess, uh, you know what, I wouldn't mind seeing maybe a drive-in movie if some of those are new. We can find Ooh, a good situation with that. We, we're talking we about missed it. the Metallica drive-in concert. That was last night. I completely we, forgot about it. I don't feel like we missed it. <laughs> anyway, Come on, it's Metallica. So hopefully the next time we jump in, we can talk to you guys about Tenet, other cool stuff going on. We're not just going to be a movie show, but it's definitely one of our favorite topics. Uh, so. There's a lot of new shows, though, that are premiering. Uh, Lovecraft Country, which you have not seen, right? I haven't. But I want to... Uh, new episode drops tonight. Third episode. I like it. Maybe by that time we, you can catch up if you'd like to and we can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you know what? We could do it like this could replace our Watchmen. I loved watching Watchmen. Hopefully. It's... So far, it's just as good as Watchmen. Doesn't seem like it'll be... I think it'll fail in some aspects of just the story, the tightness of the storytelling. Watchmen was so just like perfectly calibrated. Oh, yeah. And this one... It's based on a book. Oh, it, it, it seems like there's some stuff missing. Like the adaptation yeah. wasn't as tight, but it's still very, very good. Okay, well, maybe we could. Uh, uh, great acting, though. The perfect cast in uh, Lovecraft Country. But yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I've, I've watched up until season five of Shit's Creek. New season's going to drop on Netflix soon. Uh, Cobra Kai is now nice. on Netflix. Okay. I'm, uh, I did a review on our channel of the first season of Cobra Kai way back when. I don't, you, did you ever get to see Cobra Kai? I did not. That's one like that I think it. you would enjoy. But I'm sure I would. I'm, I'm not against it. It's better than it has any right to be. I like that. I like things better than their rights. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we got some stuff 
lined up for you guys and of course we're gonna be talking about other kinds of things going on in the world the cool stuff elon musk is uh debuting like a mind robot computer thing other things are happening in tech the world's falling apart as we know but in the cool ways in the cool <laughs> ways we'll talk about it like in fun things you know um i am hoping that uh, they, they found a bunch of like new cures and treatments for things yeah that's pretty freaking fun uh they're learning a lot more about uh technology is getting better at integrating into medical stuff to like I, all right i'm just I, I didn't have it planned out this far and I'm already, <laughs> i'd already started drinking okay you, there's stuff in the pipeline guys keep tuning in we'll keep putting out we love you we miss you glad to have us back you're welcome be excellent to how was what was my sign off again uh be good to yourself no be, ex- be worthy of yourself you know what have uh, some be worthy po- have be some worthy. positivity you sons of gun share some love with the people around you keep most of it for yourself though <laughs> you deserve it you can only depend on yourself <laughs> Hope you all have a great week, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Roman and Rhodes Seize the Day. Dun, dun, dun.